Hey, hello, welcome. How are we, everybody? We have been put into the next phase of the crazy new world. So I hope everybody's coping okay. Hope everybody is um, adjusting as best we can. Feels really weird. Seems to be getting weirder. The paradox of what we're being told and what seems to be happening just doesn't seem to connect and our moral compass is doing its best job I guess it can for us individually collectively to try and tread that line between you know what we 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 want to do in terms of contributing in a healthy way to the society and also listening to our instincts and our gut feelings on how we actually feel and not just processing the words we're told you know to then feel feel out somehow in our in our you know internal dialogue so it's a fucking wonky old time but we're back to uh, hopefully alleviate some of that stress with a, a fun hour this one's going to be a fun one um so obviously podcast episode number 12 sam griffiths from the band The Howl and the Hum. I'm a fanboy of The Howl and the Hum, and I'm sure lots of you have heard of him, but maybe lots of you have never heard of The Howl and the Hum. Um, but they are a band on the rise, and a real band, a garage band that, you know, met at open mic nights, classic songwriters, um, writing real songs uh, that connect with me. Um, and it was it was interesting as, as the interview unfolded with Sam, as the chat unfolded, to find out his lineage of the music he heard when he was little through his grandma um, and then later on when his folks unve- un- unveiled the uh, record collection from the attic to him you know very similar stuff isn't it strange how we're drawn to you know drawn, being for myself being drawn to the howl and the hum the band um, for whatever reason that song on that night his movements that I alluded to you know the, the Kurt Cobain Deirdre Barlow combination of just awkward movement but powerful energy was was weird and then we we get chatting a couple of years later uh, as the podcast unraveled and very similar lineage in the musics in the taste in the inspirations and I guess that can be said for uh, you know a broad range of us I guess when you boil it down but it was really interesting to know that he grew up listening to the Beatles and later on Nick Drake and again you know the more alternative stuff like Joy Division and yeah it was a really kind of odd parallels that I found that isn't it weird how they all weave their way into a dark room full of strangers and you're drawn to something and underneath underneath that structure that you're you're viewing there is all this sub subtext and sub structures of things that we've all shared that yeah that lead to our inspiration being sort of exhibited in our expressions and for Sam the Howl and the Hum for me it's been bands over the years that um yeah, it all comes out, I guess, and other people recognise it. So that was wonderful, and thank you very much for the feedback and the and the nice comments. And I hope lots of people have found the howl and the hum and are enjoying that music now because you're going to notice them popping up in your sphere um, more and more. I guess not as quickly, maybe as we would have done with the way that things have gone. You know, everybody they can't be gigging. The guys are really active on the road, but they're going to be popping up. You're going to hear it more and more. Radio One and Radio Two and Six Music. They're they're on the ascent and. We send them much love. So that was great. Um, sponsors, Cryotherapy, uh, Lincoln Cryo 
lab.co.uk and go deep flotation therapy go deep.com in the light of a lot of this chaos um a lot of talk has been about health certainly our immune systems um general health i mean there's a lot of stats and a lot of numbers being thrown around and i don't think anybody really knows what's what and we're not going to know until after the fact and we can sit down and look at when the dust settles and actual hard data and facts um but what does seem to be showing itself more and more is that people who are suffering with this flu strain more than others are uh, not just as the rhetoric is sort of put to us, you know, have underlying health issues, which I, I think lots of us build that picture in our mind where, you know, we're thinking of dormant cancer and dormant sort of disease, but actually just referring a lot of the time to just being unhealthy. You know, the World Health Organization that we're ad- adhering to their, their assessments of risk and their protocol on how to, to move out of it, you know, it's questionable when you, when you, you know, you look around at the food industry that, you know, that are governed and you walk in your local shop and you, you try and buy some healthy food. And with a little bit of digging, just a little bit of digging, a little bit of research, a little bit of looking beyond the, you know, the, the nicely designed label that's telling you all the correct things like no added sugar and full of vitamin C and no no added colours. You know, you, you, you start to realise that trying to paper over cracks it's not the way we 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 should attempt to try and fix things sometimes you have to go to the roots and one of those numbers one of those statistics that i've heard um over and over again and you know a a growing number before this pandemic sort of kicked in is the percentage of people in the uk that are overweight um a lot of us are overweight, 68% of the population is overweight. Um, And we're also living in a time where we don't want to offend anybody and we can't actually say things because we're we're offending people and upsetting people and I think sometimes you just need to get down to the cold fucking nitty-gritty of things and whether that's you or your brother or your sister or your auntie or your cousin, you know, if we're unhealthy, we need to sort of inspire one another to try and become a little bit more healthy. But that leads me back to this this situation with food in shops. You know, everywhere we turn, it's just refined, processed food. That's what we've got. And we love it because it's quick, it's easy, it's fucking tasty, it's dangerous shit. Um, and it's obviously very valuable. And, um, yeah, the economics of processed food, accessible food is a lot more um alluring to the money makers obviously than than other foods that can't live as long that don't travel as well and aren't as tasty that you want to eat another one right away so that dilemma seems to be when i when i look at this mess when i when i f- listen to my gut when i take enough time to stop and really think about not just a pandemic but when i look at life when i look at stress when i look at how we are all coping as miracle machine human beings. I, I do. I think it's it's a fucking big sign when we aren't healthy in our everyday lives 
you know, it's a big sign that, or a big precursor, should I say, that other things are probably going to go wrong. You know, if you're operating on 6% battery, you know when you're out and about and you look at your phone and it's down to 6%, and you think, fuck, I've got another four hours yet, I've got this to do, I've got that to do. It's like our bodies are running on that, you know, like we're running on empty because we haven't got any nutrients, generally speaking, and this applies to all of us. You know, we all think we're doing all right. You know, you're grabbing, you know, uh, a salad option, from the co-op or from the shell garage on your way to do your thing, you're going to grow. I'm going to, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to get a ploughman sandwich because I know that the, you know, the bread's going to sit in me and it's not going to, or whatever it is. I'm going to grab the, you know, the, the the chicken salad menu. But, you know, again, spin it over. Look on the label on the pack. Look when that sell-by date is, and look what's actually in it, and how many grams of sugar are in that salad option. And it, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely mad. But we don't have time to do that. We don't have time to make those kinds of you know, calls on our, on our, you know, because we, we've seen the adverts, we saw the tally, we're busy trying to get the money in for our job to pay the bills and we seem to, um, yeah, we believe what we're told, which is this is a healthy option. This is fat-free, sugar-free, no added fat, no added sugar. Um, That's at the fucking core of our ill health. That is at the core, the fact that we, we want to take the profit before we want to populate, you know, ourselves with with mindful health, and I think we need to look at that sort of. Um, I just feel stupid saying it. We 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 should look at that before we look at a, you know, a, a digital vaccine. I don't. I'm not um, a disbeliever in vaccines. I'm not. Um, on any side of the fence, I kind of alluded in the same way my belief system works with Annie Rattigan on, on her episode. You know, I don't disbelieve in anything until, you know, it seems pretty irrefutable otherwise. Vaccines do a tremendous job in the right situations, but I just can't help but feel the, the more we move through this life, we just start sweeping, sweeping things away that can be uh, addressed with just simple actions that don't cost any money. They just take a little bit of time, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of understanding. And we, you know, we pop a pill or we, you know, we, we drink a sachet or we get an injection, you know, or we take time off or whatever it may be. So, yeah, that's just a thought I've been mulling over in the, in the, in the times of doing these, these intros and outros and not being able to, sort of introduce people to floating and and cryo which I mean again if you're a listener and you've not heard of these things it just sounds fucking bonkers what is this guy talking about what do you mean laying in a, in a bath for an hour and it's gonna you know help my immune system and help me manage my stress both physically and mentally and therefore you know it's just it sounds ludicrous and then, never mind cryotherapy stand you know standing minus 145 degree ice steam you know for three minutes and that's going to basically rejuvenate your whole circulatory system it just sounds fucking ludicrous and i get it because we're all on the wheel and we're all watching the television and reading those newspapers that keep reiterating you know we're on the right track so it's a freaky time so i guess long way around to this is i can't send you to those two therapies but do google them you know, if you are serious or if you are worried about, you know, in the shorthand, a second wave of, a, of, a, of this this um, strain or potential things that might go wrong in the future, 
then honestly, man, there's a few things you can do that don't cost a penny that aren't going to just make you more battle battle hardened in the future, immune wise, but they're going to reduce your stress, the inflammation on your bones, on your on your body. You're just going to be in more rhythm with your body and your brain. So yeah, lots of time on our hands and maybe some grassroots things um, can help us. So lincolncryolab.co.uk and godeepflotation.com and check them out and look into it and find a place near you. And when we do get up and running, maybe in phase, whatever it is they're saying it is, yeah, those things are well worth looking into. Okay, um, today's guest this is going to be a fun one. As I mentioned at the start of this, you know, we'll take a, maybe take you away for an hour and have a bit of fun. Um, this is with one of my best friends on planet Earth, a fellow human that I share lots and lots and lots in common with. And, um, yeah, we've been in bands over the years and we've worked together and we've been through all the things that brothers from other mothers been through. So um, today's guest is Michael McKiernan. Um, Michael is a super talented musician, a songwriter, a deep soul, um, who has a lot of love. And he, as he alludes to in this podcast, talks about sort of being on that gravy train pretty much the whole run from school and just working hard and following the, you know, the the outline of what it is we do, which is go and be upright standing and work hard and get the house and get the car and get all those things. And yeah, it was really nice hearing him talk on this podcast about having reflection and being one of the lucky, the lucky people that I'm coming across that is actually managing to turn lots of ambiguity into, um, yeah, a positive reflection and trying to use it to look back and, and maybe put, new habits or new processes in place? Do I need to work 60 hours a week when I get back? Do I need fucking 900 channels on my Sky Bill for 160 quid or can I rattle that down and spend more time doing whatever with the kids? It was really nice to 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 feel that coming back from Michael. Um, so yeah, this, this is a disclaimer. We're, we're old friends and nothing is barred from when we have our banter and we have our crack and I'm sure lots of guys and girls listening to this who've got close knit mates, you know, have that same thing. So there'll be, uh, some seat of your pants humor going on in here. So do hold on and don't, don't make judgments. It's just friends having the crack. It was a Friday night. We had a drink. Obviously we've not seen each other for however long it's been six or seven weeks. Um, and we got together and we had some brandy and we had, um, producer Grant, Another one of our good friends was doing the switching on the camera. So this episode, you can find it. As uh, we've been saying now, we're going to start bringing these in video on YouTube. And so he was producing on the fly and doing the switching for the video. So if you hear Grant getting a shout, then that's who Grant is, producer Grant. Um, and we just had a fun time. We had a pizza and we had a bottle of brandy and we had some beers and we were just shooting shit. And uh, yeah, Michael's a, a super talented wonderful friend of mine and he just tells it straight you know not not looking not looking for a place in congress he's not looking for your votes he's just a fucking a dude trying to work this this crazy thing out and it was refreshing to have that conversation and again musically we share all of a lot you know we've shared the howl and the hum and michael's put me onto a lot of bands and 
basically taught me how to write songs and all sorts of things. So he's a few years older than me and, uh, yeah, I, I look up to him in many ways. So fittingly, I wanted to play a song that, um, on this intro that, that we did. Well, Michael wrote it essentially like 90% of this song and brought it into the guys and we, we decorated it up and brought all the, the bits and bobs in and turned it into something I think was um, of its time. It was pretty cool. We were drinking a lot of brandy back then. <laughs> We've carried on that tradition since the band the band split. But um, this song is um, it's about brandy. It's called Brandy, Thinking of You. Uh, and it's got a satirical lyric, a fun lyric. But maybe when you dig a little bit deeper, there's a bit more going on. But it was a fun rock and roll song that we really enjoyed playing live. And um, I'm going to play that for you now leading in. So... Thank you, everybody, um, tuning in. Those who are tuning in, as we know from the Pod Bible stuff, you know, there's lifestyles have changed and people aren't aren't tuning in because they're just not in the same old cycle that we used to be in. You know, we're not commuting, we're not on our own so much, we're not driving. So um, it means a lot those people who are tuning in. And um, we've got people. I think India's popped up in the last couple of stats, so we've got people in India, which is just fucking mind-boggling. So welcome, everybody, and. Um, welcome to the gang and it's a pleasure to have you so this is a track by the band called Lost Souls uh, that I was in with Michael it was Michael's band um, and you know, I was the first person he asked to join and this track was called Brandy Thinking of You so without further ado this is episode number 13 of the Chew the P- Chat podcast with Michael McKeonan
much, is it? I'm made for this shit. You are, aren't you? No. So where have you been? Do you want a fisherman's friend? No, thank you. Do you want one, Grant? Or is Grant not here? Producer Grant? Yeah. He's here, you isn't can, he? You can speak to Producer Grant. Yeah, right. How, how, how you been? What you been doing? Um, Not a great deal. Lockdown. Re- reflecting. Reflecting, yeah. Time spent doing nothing, really. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Have you been... Uh, Taking up any hobbies? Have you had any things where you're like back on the piano, back on a guitar, writing masterpieces? And no, no, and you kind of feel like you should be. Mm. You know, there's there's that feeling of I've got this time, I should learn a new skill, I should. And I thought, you know what, bollocks, no, I don't. I just want to do whatever I'm doing, you know, which is predominantly nothing. Bit of reading, listening to music, kicking with the kids, but not boxing we said into oh yeah i've got this time i need to learn how to fucking juggle or something do you know what i mean and yeah have you been getting up at any particular time have you had anything like that going on latest i've got up is probably about 11 9 30 right and then sometime obviously normal half six so eating this really when i'm doing this you right? can do what you want michael this is to the chat chew the chat yeah but if you anybody does listen to it, it'd be awful this no, is fucking, fucking sweet everyone's it? bored out the reds mate it'll be interesting won't it maybe bored out uh, by the end of this fucking I, or halfway gonna, through it maybe. i'm just gonna press a button <laughs> yeah Yeah, I can't be eating the sweet. No, that's fucking ridiculous. You can do what you want. I wouldn't. It's, no, it's, it's, it's I fine. can do, but I I could hear it myself. So I'm thinking, if you are, if if this did go out, you listen to that, you think fucking do a, do me a favour, stop eating a banana. Listen, podcasts are all about being real, yeah. And yeah, people man. are watching, go fucking hell. People eat food and that. And it's, he's eating fisherman's friend. That yeah. cunt. Are they still out? Where the fuck do you get them? Are they special order off like Amazon or something. Yeah, one of the only shops that you can go in. It's not quarantined <laughs> down. Yeah. <laughs> Check them out. In fact, yeah, you should put them on. You might get, you might get. Yeah, we'll endorsed. get a bit of sponsorship. Get Fisherman's endorsed. friend, get that fucking get endorsed by him. Yeah. If you got, a, I was well. Didn't they used to come in like all sorts of different colours, and you get some that fucking blow your socks off in like a green packet or a brown yes, packet or something. Meaty ones, but I mean they look really, they look horrible. Um, Are they the brown ones in there? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, you've got to have them in your life. But the fact what's it, the history? Do you know the history of them? I don't fuck. So why are they called fishermen's friends? I presume there was. Oh, you'd take the, the, they would handy for the fishermen when they were out in the in the sea, uh, out on the boat. I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I you don't want bad breath, do you? When you lost lost out at the sea. The reason I bought one because I knew I'd be talking. Are they for? Are they mints? Eucalyptus meant for have one. Yeah, you can't talk about it if you haven't experienced. Let it. me feel one. Let me feel the oh, weight one. Let gosh. me feel what we're dealing with. Yeah. You, you, I won't think. I won't touch it because it's obviously social distancing, aren't we? Fucking! It looks like a Sumerian relic. It looks like that. Looks like a that looks like a miniature. Sum, what do you reckon, Grant? It looks like empty. That MD looks MD like MD. a like a Sumerian tablet, doesn't it? With some fucking hieroglyphic fucking knowledge on it. Mate, look at that. Yeah, Where is like that? can you see that? Hard MDNA. Does not it? Does a bit, yeah. <laughs> Does a bit, doesn't it? it. Fucking, oh, we're not getting out of here. Well, this is it. You know what I mean? I remember that smell. That's what I brought to the party. A little bit licorice. You gotta try one now. You can't. We can't discuss it if you don't. Fucking, it's like a bit of MDF. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of a football changing room smell. That's deep heat. That's a deep heat vibe. Let's talk you back. I'm there. going deeper now, look, Pablo. Go on. Ooh. He's double. He's half. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, mint. Yeah. It doesn't seem right that that should taste that minty when it's brown. Well, mentally, I know it's it's voodoo. That's what it is. But go with it. 
I mean, the, the background by the reason I brought them here is because I was due to have an operation on my nose, wasn't I? Yes. Pre, uh, just before the lockdown. I'll, Deviated septum. Yeah. So I, it sounds like I'm talking out my nose for anyone who's listening to this. Well, why don't you stuck, stick a couple of them at each? No, I can't talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they clear the airways, you know, they, they're good for that. So this will make this conversation just flow, won't it? I'm going to bang over half. Oh, don't, it? mate. You'll be... Uh, you'll yeah, I wait. Shall I wait? You got, I won't be Just half. See yeah. what you can see out see of the in 10 minutes. <laughs> you know the drill. It's been nice though, eh? Not not having to, like you say, not not just having to not do something, but like just not not having to be anywhere, not having to have any kind of obligations other than like eat some food, make sure kids are all right, you know, yeah. read a little bit, yeah. and 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 just stopping to fucking think. To like, be honest, this was a bit see. of a bind having to get here for a time. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it well, was, isn't it? It wasn't, but it was. A, this is the first thing in five weeks. Well, you weeks. think about it like fucking. Oh, I've got to do something, yeah. and be somewhere, and plan it, and think right. I'll have to do that by then to get that done. To yeah. Even though I've done a little bit of that anyway, because you need a little bit of that in your structure of your day. So it's like, oh, you know, I'd say, oh, you know, we've got to be out for half past ten in the morning. Yeah. Otherwise, before you know where you are, it's fucking one o'clock in the afternoon. And then, you know, we're going out for a dog walk with the kids and the kids, are, you know, you've got to get out in the morning. Mm. As we spoke of prior, you know, get out in the morning for a bit, do your exercise, walk with dog for a couple of miles with them, with the kids, come back and then your day's your own. You can do what you like. That's mm. what I said to the kids. Go for a walk. Do this, you know, we go for a long walk, bit of mess around in the woods or whatever, mm. come back, have a bit of lunch, and then your day's free. You can do what you like, you can play in the garden if it's nice, or play on your, on, your, on your screens. Oh, I've been on the screen, Gorge. You can't knock them back, you can't knock the screen. I've been on the screen in the afternoon. What screen? Fucking Jesus. We, we've got a Mega Drive, as you know, right? Yeah. We've got one of them little mini that they do now, the um, kind of retro throwbacks, but they come USB with the 40 games in. Right. We've had that for a little while, haven't we? And the kids have been using that. Yes, the Mega Drive. Yeah, well, we got rid of that and we got a proper old Mega Drive, like literally fucking the original. Yes. Which I found with a load of games. Cartridges? Yes. No. Because the one that come with the 40 games on it, the little mini, which is great, you know, but the variation of games is, you know, you're playing like five of the 40 games because they're not the ones you want. Now, of my generation, games like California Games, Olympic Gold... You know, the original FIFAs, um, yeah. Street Fighter 2 Turbo, you know, Mortal Kombat, all those kinds of games, and uh, Sonic and Sonic 3 and all that. So we ended up finding this one online. And I said to the kids, you know, like, if you're good, you know, with a bit of pocket money, you know, we'll, we'll sell that one. That's why you've looked after it, because, you know, we always wrap the, the cables around the controllers every time they finish, and they've looked after that little first one. And uh, I said, look, we'll... We'll sell that one. What do you mean sell it, Dad? I said, we'll sell it. Someone will buy it. We'll, we'll take pictures of it and we'll put it up on the internet and someone will want to buy it for a bit cheaper because it's been used. And then we'll get that money back and you can put some more pocket money and we'll get an old one with loads of games that Daddy used to play. And they were like... Yeah. I started telling them about the games and that. Anyway, that turned up a couple of days ago. Brilliant. Fucking plugged it all in and that. What FIFA fucking... you got on it? 94 or something? Yes. Uh, FIFA International Soccer. Yeah. And then FIFA 90... I can't remember which one come first. Was it 93? 94 was the one I remember, being 16. Yeah, well, Brian that. Plank. Brian Plank was the fucking German yeah, goal-scoring they're, wizard. They're on. all that big, and they're actually, you cannot <laughs> even see people, can you? It's just a fucking... Well, here's one for you, then. So we put that on, we put FIFA on, and it was the international one, yeah, FIFA International, and Sonny beat me in sudden death. <laughs> and you forget, right? You fucking forget how long the half-side. It's like four minutes and a half, right? Yeah. 
And because I've played, I mean, I haven't played computer games really for 10 years, but even 10 years ago, FIFA on a PlayStation you're, fucking... You're now justifying the fact that he's beat you. So you're coming, you're I'm coming around to that, yeah. I'm coming <laughs> around to the fact that I've been, yeah. But like, it is weird because you've played, I remember playing that so vividly and it's been really nice because those feelings of like being fucking seven and playing that game or whatever I was, 10 or something. And then having in there playing it. Mm. But then for me, it was weird because I'd played obviously FIFA up until 2010, I think it was the last time I played something like that. And it's obviously very, very good by then. Mm. So you go back on this game and you fucking like. Rudimentary. Fucking, yeah, and you control, yeah. but these control pads are 25 years old or whatever the fuck they are, 20 yeah. years old. So the buttons aren't responsive and that, and I'm getting fucking angsty with 30 it. years, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, yeah, sudden death. We can't score a goal. And I can remember there was a way you used to score, wasn't there? I'm sure you used to like come down, down the wing, wing. Yeah, knock it Cut across. in not, the yeah. 18 yarder and like. It went on the angle. That's yeah. it. Well, I was trying that. It was all going to shit. And then in sudden death, the feet fucking beat me. Oh, excellent. But he loved it. Yeah, but the, we're trying to play Olympic gold. Remember Olympic gold with the yes. fucking... Long jump. Yeah, hurdles uh, sp sprint, hurdles, yeah. swimming. So they can't get their heads around doing that. I I tried it. I could plug that in because that was one of my favourites. The control pads had been too battered. Couldn't, couldn't do it. Oh, no. So I've had to order a couple of like new joy pads. And I've been like exposed to the whole world of like it's all still happening. Mega Drive, it's all they're all doing yeah, all the gear still. You can get them in the main main shops in uh, on t in town or whatnot. You used to be able to when we yeah. used to have shops. Oh, maybe I've seen anymore. the Mega Drive sixteen bit in the in I will not name it where it is. Mm. I suppose it's done mad. He might have does it. We can say shit. We'll like get sponsorship that. off him. Who is it? Woolies. Woolies, mate. But I've seen them in there. But I presume it was like what you said earlier that you get that one and it's a version of like you get yeah. loads of games built on it. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, the case. yeah. That, that, that's the crap. Well, yeah. we ended up with these control pads, and I can remember like because the, the original control pad only had A, B, and C on it, didn't it? If you remember, yes. And then they brought one out which had A, B, C, X, Y, and Z. So on like games like Street Fighter Two, you could do all the kicking and you had yeah. the full range of the buttons. So I've ordered a couple of them. They turned up yesterday. So then we got on Street Fighter Two again. Right. And I got beat on Street Fighter Two by. by oh, you're. I don't know. I'm not yeah, not doing a great job. But yeah. what a lovely that that's been our screen time is like on the Master System. And like re for me revisiting like California games, trying to do the surfing, trying to remember the buttons. And the, do you remember the surfing oh, on California one. games? Yeah, that's some, yeah. BMXing yeah. and the what's the one with the bag? I thought it was about Olympics. I, you know, I had Olympic gold as oh, well. Right, sorry, yeah, Olympic yeah. gold. California, yeah, you California do the games. Yeah, you you surfing, do yeah, that was the roller skating, mm. BMXing, mm. surfing, um, half pipe on skateboard yes and you can do you get scores when you do a that's trick it, yeah, and you do, yeah. Me, yeah. yeah oh, it's been it. fucking great yeah. and it's literally you got to blow in the you have to open the, the little hatch on the console and blow in there blow that's the cartridge that's part of the game you've got to like yeah oh yeah it's part of the ritual <laughs> okay, I'm coming up on this I know, I know yeah you look at you you're there though can't you I've had one mate you know what I mean yeah. fucking hell but yeah that's been just fucking really really good fun and then them getting frustrated because I'm like, right, we've got like however many games are coming this thing, like 200 games. So I'm obviously picking out those ones, like the ones that I remember fondly. Uh, right, I'm trying to get them to play the running and all that. They can't do it. Sick it's of it. Right. Think, yeah, yeah mess about but it's nice because a day later, like, they've gone straight back to the things they know, which is Sonic and all that. Yeah. But now I've caught them this morning. They were doing diving on... It was diving. Olympic, Olympic games. Diving, oh. Grandpa. Yes, it was got diving on there. They were yeah, doing diving and they come. Cliff. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, no, off, it's proper board. Oh, that You're one, in a fucking yeah, gymnasium, sports yeah. centre somewhere in like fucking Swindon or somewhere. <laughs> and and they come running out this morning. It was like, Daddy, Daddy, I got a, I got a 50 score. I got a 50 score. So it's obviously worked out button bashing that's, and all this. Yeah. So. so that's my screen time has been, been half park. Been it? that yeah. stuff. Half park. Mm. Have you, you been playing any computer games? 
Have a fuck. No. Oh, we have, yeah. Uh, Mario Kart. With mm. Jimmy, yeah, with my son Jimmy, yeah. It's time to have a vape. Yeah. <laughs> Lick it. That doesn't look right, does it? I'll tell you what that is, mate. That is pink. You see that on there? Himalayan salt, I think. That's what I said, is it salt? It is, oh, lick it. it. Is? Oh, yeah. It is. Lick it. You can lick the lump. Salt. You said that, Gun, didn't you? I asked. You was. It's meant to help set the fucking tone, isn't it, of the uh, environment? Imagine you had an MD lamp in here. <laughs> a bit closer to your mic. Yeah. I've been starting to wear this for the odd podcast. <laughs> like Eve Lemon. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fucking tag, isn't it? Jesus it's Christ. I've just ragged my fucking finger on the bottom of my Oh, for safety, innit? But if you put it out, would anyone care? What? Like you just injured yourself on a dart. No, the fuck people don't care about other people, do they? <laughs> do they? Support out the NHS. <laughs> do you can't clap, you can't. You I can't, can I? I've got the clap. Right. Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah. we're rolling, baby. All right. Cut that out, mate. So, to... yeah, my... I don't want neighbours get on me. My, um, my screen time has been fucking me basically going back to when I was 10 and watching my kids be there, which is nice, and getting beat by my kids while they do it. Yeah, me as well, to be fair. We've done a bit of trampolining, done a bit of messing around. Um, yeah, it's cool. I've enjoyed Have you it. been on trampoline? I've been on trampoline, yeah. We, we created a couple of games, right? which I'm not going to bore everybody with. No, I want to know. Let us know, because we might pass them on. There's trampolines every side of Well, long house. story short, which yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there is a way. Yeah. What goes up must come down. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff my neighbour, he had he, his dog passed away, unfortunately, during lockdown. He had a dog, he had a load of balls. Did it have COVID, did it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I'm laughing, but we shouldn't be. That's outrageous. No, uh, no. He, uh, but anyway, he had, a load, he had a basket with a load of balls and shit from a dog. So we gave the kids that. So we got like 185 tennis balls and other dog balls, put them in the trampoline. Mm -hmm. and it's dodgeball. So you've got to bounce around oh, with loads of balls. If they touch you, you've got to be honest. It's an honesty game. Oh. You've got to be honest if it hits you. Then that's that's a game, man. So if I you get it five that. times, I'm allowed six times because I'm bigger. Because when I bounce, they come closer to me. Because yeah. by definition of the fucking gravity, yeah. absolutely. So that's that game, uh, and then just other silly. Games. Any accidents? Because trampolines are rife for fucking nah, someone clattering heads and. Yeah, you, no accidents. It's is this a trampoline buried in the ground or is oh, it overground? Have a word with you said. <laughs> no, it's an overground one. That would no, no. work, wouldn't it? Uh, it's an overground one, hundred pounds. 10 foot trampoline with a fucking net round it, all health and safety. Mm -hmm. It probably lasts about kids six. got IVs and that on when they're on it, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I have to sign a disclaimer mm -hmm. to the mother about it. So, and also because obviously you don't want to put pressure on the NHS if we have an That's <laughs> correct, yeah. You really don't want to go up there, <laughs> to do be you? honest, we shouldn't be on it. No, really, you shouldn't be. Just fucking stay in your house. Why don't we focus in on the statistics of trampoline accidents? Oh, no, drink, bring it up. Bring it up, drag that up, Grant. Producer Grant, get fucking how many trampoline accidents are fatal in the yeah. UK? During COVID 19. Yeah. During, between January and March. Um, not that, just to add there, we're not making light of the COVID 19 no, no. situation. We're just, we're just joking. We're like do. Yeah, exactly. It's a joke, isn't it? And but people... playing games with the kids um, outside, so I've been doing the same. We haven't got a trampoline, our garden's small, as you know. Um, but we've been playing like foxes and hounds. Yeah. And Tiggy what? off ground. I've been teaching them like Foxy Nine in your garden. No, in the back, out the back here. So obviously where where I live, there's a there's like a yeah. courtyardy kind of, you know, closed off private yeah, that's area. Cool, yeah. So I've been teaching them that you know, that you're the foxes, you two are the foxes, me and 
the little girl will be the the hounds, and they've got to go off and hide, and then they've got to get their way back here, you know, before we find them. Blah blah blah. And at first, they just couldn't get their head around it at all. Like, I count to twenty, and they just pop up from behind cars, <laughs> ah! screaming and that. I'm just like, like, no, no, no. I've counted to twenty. Game. <laughs> yeah, I've counted to twenty. That means now that I'm coming looking for you, so you've got to be really sneaky and quiet. You've got to try and get past here so you don't get caught. So that's been fun. Tiggy off ground. That's yeah, been fun. Yeah, yeah. Bulldog. Been playing yeah. bulldog. Tiggy um, off ground. The kids now do say the floor's lava. That's what my kids do. The yeah, floor's yeah, yeah. lava. You got to yeah. get off the floor. Yeah. Floor's lava in three, two, one. Get off the floor. That's it. Yeah. And then when they are off ground, I don't let them have too much time. <laughs> they can have like a and you know what's sound. And then as soon as they tip over the edge, it's like five, four, and they've got to go. Yeah. Because they just can't sit on the bench or you know they whatever. Just chill it is. out. Yeah. Joy, it's not on, it? is it? You know what I mean? We're all like. Come on, mate. Yeah, yeah. So that's been fun. But, you know, joking aside, just having that time to play with your kids, just being with your kids, playing with your kids, I think the world over, surely, those who have got kids must have um, benefited from that, I think. I feel, I, I'd like to think that. That's what I said to a friend of ours we were speaking to regarding this situation was that if, obviously, it's, it's horrific that people who have lost people during mm. this, you know what I mean, and mm. people who have been in hospital and the guys who have worked in hospital, that's, you know, mm. I understand that. But those who haven't been impacted, you know, directly, directly yeah, mm. that uses, take the negative as a positive, you know what I mean, and make, you know, and the time, like I say, I said to you before, I said to Grant earlier, the time I've had is by doing nothing is actually something for me, you know what I mean? This is the best I've felt in fucking 20 years, man, do you know what I mean? Because I've actually f kind of found myself again to a degree and just not had to do nothing, like you said earlier, you know, not having to get up at a certain time, not having to do this, not having to do that. I mean, I, you know, it's not that I don't want to work, as well you know, you know, mm -hmm. I, I've got a good work ethic. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want to... I have to do shit I don't want to do. I see. I felt like I was always doing something, always doing something, whether it be work or doing that to be there and with kids, and there's always something to do. So what have you been listening to then? Um, just back to old music I like. You know, the Doves. Doves have been. The doves are a big band for me. Love them. Got a lot of uh, well, memories. But you sent me Lost Souls, didn't you? And I've been listening to that in the back of that for the yeah. last few days because you know when you send me stuff to listen to, you listen to it. Yeah. I do also. To be fair, <clears throat> you know what I mean? I will listen. If it... Listening to the Lost Souls album, which is, of course, you know, poignant for you and me because it's the name of a project we were once in together. Well, I love that band. I watched that band, I mean, when they came, I can't remember when they came out, 98 or whatever it was. I went to, to watch them at Sheffield, little, the tiny bit of the uni, and then followed on, followed on, followed on, 90. They weren't too far because I went to watch them. I'm sure it was two, uh, V2000. Didn't we go and watch them not ten, only 10 years ago, maybe, at the, the venue in Lincoln at Engine Yeah, shed. they played the Engine Shed. Yeah, I got that picture. Because we met, yeah. met them. Yeah, yeah, I put that picture Jimmy on and... Instagram, yeah. Um, but I watched them from... Our kid was into them, to be honest, and he got... He, and I watched... We went to Sheffield. I can't remember the fucking dates or the venues, but it was Sheffield predominantly. It was there was in a small venue which held about four hundred people. Then it went to the Octagon, or the, or the other university. Then the Octagon was a bigger one. And then me and um, my old girlfriend Eleanor, we went to watch them. I think it was V ninety nine. When mm -hmm. I said to you, when they was on the same stage, there was the Doves. 
Shed 7, James Brown. Well, it was, I think it was James Brown before the doves and Shed 7. I can't remember exactly because I was fucking wired. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that was the party stage. Night. That was that. It was James Brown's in the house, gorgeous party second, night. Yeah, the second stage of the V Festival 2000 or 99 was, it's fucking, it was not really big at all. Mm. It was, you know, there was probably, I don't, I, I don't even know how many people, but it was a small stage to what it is now. And you had, Shed Seven, Doves, and James Brown is the last three acts on that stage. It was a great night, you know. And we, what I was went, James Brown like to see live? Fucking great, man. He's the hardest, work, hardest, oh, work, hardest oh. working man. It's your business. Come on. Man. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think I'm pretty sure the Doves came on. If I remember rightly, Doves were before James Brown, then James Brown, then Shed Seven to finish. They had a few big, big hits back then. That seems like the wrong order to me. That was Shed Seven headlining, but they after know, James Brown. Yeah, exactly. But James Brown what, ain't big in England, you know what I mean? Well, I guess, yeah. actually, so thinking that, about yeah. That, yeah, that kind they're, of... Chess uh, 7 are a band, you know, yeah, they're a cool yeah. band, they're a great band, they've got yeah. some great songs, and I mean, I could change, give around their first album, some great records, but that's how, yeah, but that's a fucking, that's how cool it was back then, we had that, the Doves I loved, yeah. and then yeah. James Brown, never seen him before. Well, I think the Glastonbury that was going to happen, the 50th anniversary. That looked pretty this good. Yeah. Looked like I was going to be good. And Macca was there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macca there, Noel's there, wasn't mm. he? You know what I mean? Mm. And, and then fucking and everybody, everybody else in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You know what I mean? So when you've been listening to music in this time, mm. coming back to I guess like we talked about with the play and you know just kind of having time like floating like all of a sudden having time to actually fucking. Almost not have to control your thoughts, just let your thoughts come, because you're always, you're always having to plan, like you said, planning this, planning this. So when you listen to music, again, our, our, the times we're in, we're listening to Spotify links, or someone send you a link to this or a link to that track, and you kind of listen to it on your way to, you know, you're not... Immersed. Immersed, yeah. putting an album on, you know, and the yeah. industry will tell us that anyway, you know, it's all about songs, 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 yeah, until yeah, you've yeah. done 10 songs, and someone might get your album and stream your album in a, in a continuous listen, maybe. But we've had this time. So have you been laid back and kind of listening Absolute, to it like yeah. once upon a time? Absolutely. Like I, was, like I was when I lived at my mum and dad's when I was, doing, yeah. you know what I mean? And the magical like, time of discovering yeah, when it. When I was fucking mm. listening to the Beatles, when I, when I was 12 years old, when our mum had a tape of the Beatles, these songs, Penny Lane and Paperback, right, this tape I had. I just listened to that, like, what the fuck is that? You know, we're mm. all listening to... He, you know, moving through, you know, and then I looked after my brother's flat and him and his mate, Rick Wilson, he had every fucking record. This was, they went to uh, the Tea, tea, uh, tea in the Park tea Festival in, Park, yeah. in, in Scotland. And I they reckon that's 16. crazy, don't they? They reckon that's a great crowd, don't they? Absolutely. Well, they, and they went there, I think that was 94, and I, w I, had, I was looking after their flat, so I had all of his fucking CDs, and I listened to, you know, this, everything he had, the Jam, everything, Jam Extras album, which I learned from that, and that was just listen to, and just experience it for the first time, and you can't go back to that, you know, you'll never go back to that, but what we, how I found this in this lockdown period is the opportunity just to listen to. And then when we spoke originally about what I was going to come and talk about, was, mm -hmm. oh, can you do an album? Mm. You know, yeah, I we said, were going to discuss an album, just, weren't just we? Just one album, yeah. And we're not, not the album that was Defy Me, because no, I couldn't, just a, I couldn't, just an I couldn't album come up with that. And nor could you. Yeah. But it was, yeah. And then I'm listening in the garden to the one uh, in Rainbows, the uh, radio in Rainbow, in, Ben's in Rainbow, uh, in Rainbow's radio, Ed. Mm -hmm. Ben's radio, I listened to that. Listen to an elbow record, listen to Stone Rose record. And I'm thinking, how can I even do this any justice talking about it? Doves as well. 
I just think I, I haven't got the there isn't and the words like I said to Grant well, that's a testament in itself because though, isn't it? it isn't you can't you can't it's like great art or anything like that you, it's a feeling it's a fucking thing you can't describe it somebody the best thing i can say like i said to grant earlier i said look this is a fucking great album check it out yes that's about where it starts and finishes for me because mm. that's it and if you like you say to me i'll oh, check out this podcast it's fucking great they talk about this that and the other that's mm. it and then i'll oh, check out this video or this film although or I, I try and articulate the feeling badly and that's what i'm learning from doing more reading because i've been reading more especially now as well mm. is like making the trying to make the effort to get my language to a point where I can try and at least share some of that feeling. But do you need to? I don't um, think you need to. I, I, I think, think just... No, I think you do to a degree. I think you do. I think if we were all still grunting, the world no, would no, be agreed, a magical agreed. But do, place, you need, do you need to kind of but, analytically analyse? No, no it's and, not and about then... analytically. I'm just talking about expressing my feelings. You yeah. know, like, I feel like this, and when that happens, it, it makes me feel like this, and I kind of see this, and I picture... Well, you've always been like that. I get that. Visual I like say, that. Yeah. You, you but, but the more I read, and the more I'm reading... You know, whether it's whatever it is, fucking philosophy based or it's just science even, like there's something about the language, the art of getting language out. Because that is all we've got. Because those feelings that you talk of is what we are. Yeah. You know, and the reasons you've got writers and, you know, and you've got... Because they can express cause, that. Because, yeah, they've somehow managed at least to gather up this little pittance of something that we have got, which is words that we... Vocabulary, yeah. Yeah, that we put this meaning on and bestow fucking memory and... And they can do something with those words that, that at least I can hear them like Kermode. We talk about Kermode on the film review yeah. podcast sometimes. And he's, he's you know. He can nail it to tell yes, you about. What love him or hate him. He's a critic. You can't please the people, right? But How sometimes he when he, he weaves words in the, and, and paints pictures with those words, to, to, you know, of that thing, that it's not him telling me it's like this. And it is sometimes he is. But, you know, generally speaking, he's, he's just the feelings are being... Are being articulated yeah. and I, f I find that helpful and i and I, it makes me want to be better at doing it and not having the feelings just i don't know just trapped in it no well it. i get that from you with me and, and and our friends you've always had that to say you know i'm into this check this out you got that feeling that it bubbles inside you mm. so you try and articulate that across mm. for me it, that isn't i don't have that i have mm. fuck me this blows my mind check that out that's all i've got to say about yeah. it because i try to 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 do that on this prior to this podcast mm -hmm. with you as you said oh because you knew i wouldn't want to come on unless i talked about something not personal <laughs> so it was a case of yeah but then when i listened to the, the guys who these, these people who make these records and then the records that these guys are making that i wanted to talk about they don't really yeah. know where the fuck yeah. it comes from. So how the fuck am I going to articulate mm. that? The feeling that I get from this record across. Maybe they do know where it comes from. I don't know. But for me, the feeling that I get from music or art or, you know, Peter Hoxton or what the things I love, there is no describing it. It's a, it's a feeling and you can't describe that. Mm. It is something that's just fucking so, mind blowing. Okay then on that, so listening to music, you're listening to a hell of a lot of music at the minute and you're somehow rediscovering those really strong feelings and thoughts and the energy that comes through you from listening to music when you're young. So wouldn't, wouldn't it be a nice thought to think that maybe there's lots of people doing that in the UK? Maybe there's lots of people, so, yeah. lads, dads, you know, mums, 
who are working hard and don't get the time, you know, and all of a sudden they are laid in the garden and maybe they listen to two or three albums back to back that they, that reminded them of what they were when they were 22, 23 and they were just starting their yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like what reflection. that can do, yeah, that reflection, yeah. which I think this this time off in the positive side of it, its events is that if we do stop to take stock a little bit mm. and look at things and maybe go, wow. Yeah, I mean, we can take that into whatever this future is going to look what like. What is it? What is it? Oh, there's a film, there's a quote in it. If you don't take time to stop and look around, you might miss it. I think it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off right. says it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I loved that film when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, and that is that is threaded through everything. Whatever you're into, whether it's spiritually, if you don't look around and appreciate where you're Be at. in the moment. Absolutely. But we don't. And, you know, I'm as guilty. I, I, I don't. You know, I'm working on it, you know. Yeah. Because you need to appreciate, and like Alan Watts, which you turned me on to, and things like that. That powerful Alan Watts is in the uh, is in the production booth with you know the mean? producer Grant yeah, over there. Grant, you know, and if you've got to, because you'll, you'll miss it all, because you think, like you, oh, we've discussed before, Oh, what we'll do, yeah, I work really hard, and I'll get this, I'll get that, and then it'll be, I'll be sixty, and I'll retire early, and then I'll, I'll enjoy my life. Too fucking late, brother, because you missed it. And it's unfortunate that that narrative is kind of, is what is, kind of given to us as the, as well, the map, as the roadmap, as the you know, kind of like work hard, get your money, and have yeah. your two weeks off. Yeah, oh, you know, great. I think in Europe we're one of the the hardest hitting for hours and pushing our workforce and stuff but i mean i listen hopefully when we when we the people i don't mean the establishment and whatever's going to happen vaccines or fucking applications where you know who knows but like us as we the people having some sovereignty back over yourself in that way yeah like not just having to do human humans doing now we're kind of humans being again aren't we and yeah that, yeah that's, that's a lovely what, lovely way that's what i've got from this to take, is to be doing nothing is actually doing something and people not people need to think about that because that's what i found is mm. doing nothing is doing something because that nothingness is it's the important balance it's the important that, it's the important balance to being on the go you don't have to be fucking washing the pots you don't have to be making tea you don't have to be going to that fucking zoo you don't have to be doing that you need to just be whether you're reading a book and the kids are all right and you're doing this that and the other mm. the thing is it's all condensed down to two days a week which yeah. is fucking shambolic because mm. you five days you got to go do 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 yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're up to your neck anyway. So, yeah, she so got two then days you've got a the week. Kids clubs yeah. and but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then you got a Saturday, which is like you say, probably a kids club on a Saturday morning, whatever. Then you got to get shopping in and wherever you go, you might get it mm. online if you got mm. your, you know whatever. But then you got you know there's Saturday night and we do this, we have a takeaway and then Sunday that's a that's the easy mm. day. That's not enough. No. You know what and I mean? And that's for a lot of people who haven't even got that Saturday. Not a lot of people have just got that one day on the rotation. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, so you, if, know. you know, it would be nice. It would be nice to think that, you know, collectively, we the people have enough good experience that we carry that through. And then maybe that momentum pushes our general society, our political, uh, you know, facet of society to think because you know they're, they're talking to us through the television saying that we're doing a great job and we're adhering to save lives and that is important and they are themselves pointing to the benefits of like Stay pe- over your community yeah. and people giving each other respect and clapping for the nhs and we're recognizing yeah. all these things yeah. as did new york in the wake of 9-11 gratitude yeah yeah like appreciating what you've got so i'd like to think as we've mentioned there we the people carry it through but then maybe the establishment look at it and say okay People 
it was better. People were together. People yeah. were fucking connected a little more once yeah. upon a time. So maybe we can look at some kind of a structure. Maybe we can take half a people working day a shit about away from, people, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a, it's, it's a nice thing to think, but in the end, man, well, economics. The, thing, the way, the, the analogy I've drawn, is it an analogy or what is a story? I spoke to a friend of mine, I said to him, you know, it's like the old adage of you go to a funeral and you're like, fucking hell, we should meet up, we should do, you know, we should, why, why are we not seeing each other anymore, yes, you know what I mean? And they're like, yeah, what we'll do, we'll meet every month. Mm. What happens, you might meet the month after, because you're still mourning the, yeah, you're a small one, you're still mourning, and then the month after that, you get back into your old fucking routine, and you're worried about, because you can't be arsed, I'm knackered, because I've got to do this, that, and the other. And that's the system, what we're doing is the work, we've got to do this, that, and the other, to get this, that, and that, mm. and then, but there's no time for that community. There's no time for that family. Well, I hope. Excuse me, two sex. That the government, like I say, that the establishment, our, 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 our um, structure, allows some some of that to come into this new world. Well, as you, know you spoke of before about the Europeans with the fact four day weeks and stuff, that's something yeah. I'm, I really need to look at. I, you know, I spoke to our friend Grant over there about it. He only works part time, and that's, you know, there's there's seven days in a week, eight days a week. As the Beatles said, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah, absolutely. A hard yeah, day's yeah. night. So, seven days in a week. So, how the fuck do you work five and not have two off? How do you not work four? And have three off, at least, because that's still that's still a fucking differentiation between working yeah. and not working. Yeah, yeah. Still, five you, and yeah. two. That don't even make. Well, maybe, sense. maybe you know, maybe that is something that we'll move towards. I'd like to think so. So you mentioned film as well. You said about you mentioned film when we were talking. Well, we spoke, and, yeah, but yeah. I've not really watched any. Have you have you watched any? I watched have you, because you're not really big. Or, you don't re, you don't watch a lot of stuff anyway, do you? Not really a TV man or no. a film man, but I am if it, you know. I, again, I'm a little bit, it's a strange one for me because it has to be pretty, pretty fucking mean somewhere for me to get really into. And like you, you like, which is probably to my detriment, really, because I will miss out on a lot of stuff because I maybe would take, watch films that aren't really going to blow your mind, but they'll, you'll get something from them. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a Shawshank Redemption every time I watch it. <laughs> if it ain't that, yeah. then I'm fucking like... Well, no, oh, that's that kind of nice in a way. And, you know, and, and enjoying these kinds of moments. I mean, how nice is this to just... Yeah, Mike, cool, man. Fucking... Be across from a human that you care yeah, about. A bit weird at first. Like. Have a drink. And, well, no, but I just mean generally, Michael. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think we've talked about the positives and people are in the gardens. It's been really nice and we, you know, but we do need one another as well. You know what I mean? Like, I think the break's great. It's nice to sort of not have to, especially when you've got your family and you're at home with your family, you're like, shut off. It's That's lovely. But community, your friends as well. And that that's really important. And this is really nice. And I'm looking forward to being able to just, you know, see people, have good food, yes. you know, have a talk, you yes. know what I mean? And, and But again, for me, that is, a that is um, I'd, I'd take it or leave it to a degree. I'm not a socialite, you know, I mm. like the fact that I do what you I... You built for this, weren't you? You were built for fucking... <laughs> I am, yeah, I fucking love it, man. Like, you're like a hillbilly fucking to, prepper. Yeah, I don't have to deal with no fucking dickheads I don't need to deal with, you know what I mean? Even though I'm probably the dickhead. Well, it's not about... I like being... 
that I know cunts coming knocking on my door when I don't mm. want them to see you when I'm moving my pants mm. and watching a film or watching. <laughs> I don't need The one it. time you were watching a film, you were just laid in the sofa <laughs> yeah, in your pants. Watching the same film I watched 15 years yeah. ago. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I don't no, want it, to. It's, it's been, it's been um, a really nice time with the family. I, um, I've enjoyed the screens. I've enjoyed the records. You've sent me some records. Uh, other friends of ours have sent records over that they're listening to and enjoying. And you kind of go on that little trip with them, and that's nice. Yeah. I think the weather's been. Ace I've said this on this podcast a couple of times. You know, the the sun gods have been with us because I, I honestly believe that you know this six or seven weeks that we have sort of adhered to you know doing the the right thing. I think that would have been really hard for us if. If it had been grey and miserable. Well, the past couple of days has been here where tricky. we are, isn't yeah, it? Bit, it has, yeah, it has, has been, been a little bit. Yeah, it has been miserable. But imagine nothing. six or seven weeks of that though, and you can't get, you can't get. I think that we'd. It's awful. A, it's really that's been an insight as to how what an impact you know like that seasonal element is as well. You know, and the freedoms that, that we enjoy of seeing one another and being able to go somewhere. For me, that comes back to the innate thing of as, as humans. You know, as, you know, whether you're a caveman, what when it, when it's sunny. We can we can go out. You can forage, go and hunt. Mm. It is. It's, there's, there's no. There's no. It's not a surprise. You know when and it it's, looks better, even just visually, like the sun glistens, I mean, the sun bounces yeah, off. It yeah. brings the colours out. Well, you, you get your vitamin D or whatever it is. Mm. You know, you, there's a vibe there. You know, but when it's fucking miserable, you know, even back when the cavemen were doing this shit, they probably wouldn't go hunting. They go, oh, we've got a little bit of fucking fucking leg left. We'll stay mm. in because it's raining. Mm. You ain't gonna go out. It's innate mm. to us that we are mammals. And when it's fucking cold and wet and miserable. You stay yeah, in. We won't be you warm. know what I mean? Yeah. And when in the winter, fucking hedgehogs, they hibernate. We are mammals the same as them. That's what we used to do. The only You've been watching a lot of Amber, haven't you? I haven't. <laughs> I knew this shit. I know this shit. And, uh, you know, you just know it's innate. No, you're right. Innate knowledge. Right. I this think, is... I like, it seems to come back around full circle in a way, like to everything that keeps, for me at least, coming to the surface, which is this whole thing has made has connected us again to the simpler things a little bit. I, I think. think so. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I but think f- I think it has. But I think. for me, in my you know, I yeah, it's done me. It's done me. I done me well because I just had a little bit of self reflection, listen, and just took a bit of time. I've done and let your body repair as well. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the, everyone's circadian rhythms. I mean, I know it's a bit weird because we all get a bit guilty because. You're no longer getting up at six, five thirty, seven, whatever it is you get up and going to bed at that time. But yeah. our circadian rhythms are just working on what they are now for most of us. Most of us are waking up. You might be waking up at quarter to nine. Well, it's naturally. Fuck, that's that's how you should wake up. And you're going to sleep a bit later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're naturally. So, you so the body's like getting to recalibrate itself, and I think that's beneficial. You know, I think that's probably as a as a as a as a collective energy for the for people to kind of just again simply get back to like the body's. Time Sam, table. you're meant to go to sleep when you when you sleep. You're meant to wake up when you are meant to wake up, not because <laughs> of a fucking iPhone alarm. Mm. That's not how it works. You're meant to go to sleep, and then when you wake up, you wake up. You know what I mean? And, you know, and we have to put this fucking alarm on, and we wake up, you know. It's not It's not how it's meant to be. We're going to start a com- commune at this rate, aren't well, we? Well, we're not. We're, we're not. We're not, because we know how it is. We're going to go back to what we do. But I, what I do hope that, we, that what comes out of this is that people understand... Mm. Or not people, or me at the very least, or no, that it doesn't matter that we haven't got this, that, or the other. Just 
you know, be with your family, mm. the time we've had here, your holidays abroad and all this bullshit, your Range Rover, it don't mean shit, man, because we're all in the same boat. Mm. Just fucking be together. Be one. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Be with your kids because, you know, when they when they fuck off to university and stuff, that's it, they're gone. Mm. Like, you always said mm. that to me, and I, you know, that's resonated with me. That mm. This it time just, is just... Yeah, when you're like, cuddling your like kids... It's like sun through your fingers, it's just you, passing. It's but you passing. can't be arsed cuddling with your kids. I'm as guilty as anybody. You know, you're like, fucking hell, I've got... To, you know, he wants me reading my story and I can't be arsed. And we all do mm. it, you know what I mean? Mm. So just just fucking, you know, because it don't, it don't matter. So what about, Michael, what about fitness have you been training have yes, you been I doing have. any yes, training yes, have you been I watching have. Have you been keeping up with the boxing stuff how the room? fuck are you even you asking look me well. you yeah. look well you look yeah, well yeah yeah i've put on a bit of weight I'm, I'm 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 the heaviest i've ever been in my life mm-hmm. um i train every morning mm-hmm. got the dumbbells i've got i've looked on youtube trained some little youtube things you know mm-hmm. working on the yeah man love it i got a, a good, good went on my bike up the hill yesterday which nearly fucking killed me which, my chest which, was dying yeah. what like yeah. proper incline and yeah man it killed me but it's, it's, uh, yeah and i've been doing training yeah a lot of training yeah, and, really. and have you been keeping up with the boxing in terms of match room because obviously you're a big boxing fan I'm with, like, yeah i love that Eddie, yeah, yeah. And and it's it was... weird isn't it not having that that going on like i'm the same i, I love my boxing but i'm more i'm more mma based in what yeah. i like to follow and that and it's just but I have I've watched everything that they've been doing and like Tony Bellew in the SAS thing. Yes, that's been interesting. Middle, and that was nice. That's interesting. Two two episodes in, are we? Yeah, two two. Yeah, I, I find next one tomorrow Monday. Yeah. Yeah, I find I've I watched. Um, I don't know if you might have been sent me. It. I watched um, Eddie, one of Eddie Hearn's matchroom because they've they've been sort of using their work, you know they've pivoted a bit haven't they and they've started making a lot of Fair TV place. kind Eddie, of content. Eddie Hearn is that's the kid he yeah. is you know what I mean he's looking at now he's looking at now doing the gig uh, doing the fights with uh, White and Povetkin doing it on a obviously closed door situation because yeah. they want to come back with a bang yeah. you, know, you watch you know you watch it I don't need to tell you but how he's going to do it whether he's going to have a crowd but yeah we can't have a crowd whether he's going to put a crowd sound are you going to do he's going to do something he's looking yeah I like, I like what he's doing with it and he's and he's maximised what he can do at the minute they've been making a <coughs> lot of um, kind of TV based interview stuff and he's made some some cool little shows and I think one I saw was with him and Bellew yes yes there will be Aunt Middleton Aunt Middleton came on yeah <laughs> Excuse me. And we've had a bit of a joke in the past, haven't we, with Aunt Middleton and that show and like... You love, love it, yeah. Lo- yeah. I'd love to go on it. I'd yeah. love to go on it before I'm too old. Just because I think oh, it must well, no, be Callum, so difficult Callum Johnson's on, on my Instagram. He's, he's a great kid. He's done some great things for the NHS. He's done, some, he's done a triathlon and stuff. Right. Callum Johnson has. And he wants to go on it as well. Oh, yeah. He yeah, would so, do well, That's yeah. what he's caught a kid you're dealing with, doesn't Yeah, so yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I remember I was saying to Grant, producer Grant earlier, I was saying uh, about, about doing it. And I went training with a friend of ours who we know up the road, who's yes. who's military. And oh I, yeah, yeah. I trained with that gentleman, and he, yes, he, he beats yeah. me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, I was on an air bike, like t- twenty minutes into a half an hour session, dying. And then I started thinking about that SAS and thinking, what am I thinking? Yeah. Think because the mental strength, like Tony Bellew mentioned it in this Eddie Hearn interview, where he said about, he said that show. It's only giving you a fucking glimpse. glimpse. Of it, yeah. He says because the sleep deprivation, like sleeping in your clothes, fucking wet. But no, but that's to be fair to him, that, yeah, yeah well it is, it is, but I love that I love the fact that, you know, that's the shining the light straight in there. It is that. It's a, 
Now, I see, love belly. I you love see, belly. You see those 50 minute hour episodes? Yeah. And they're immersive. And we all sit at home and we all go, oh, I'd love to do that. And I reckon I could do that. I could be in that. That piss it. But if you stuck your toe in that cold lake on a, on a you know, the, the edge of the earth in, in Scotland. Nail it. And you, you know, and you've got to lay back. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's get you signed up. Oh, yeah, fucking sign it up now. Go on. But I've, I've re- re- producer Grant, do it. <laughs> no, what a fuck. No, fair play. Bellew, I love Bellew. I love the fact that Bellew fucking steamed out, didn't he? Can you see you on the first episode? Oh, with the when yeah, the guys were boxing him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's, yeah, I like Bellew. He's geezer. He tells it how it is. And coming back to that interview with Eddie Hearn, he was really, there was a really magnanimous air about him and he was really humble. And he, he said, is, man. He said, it's given me so much doing that show. He says, like, you know, it's really, I mean, give him a, a let's lot. Let's be honest about Eddie Hearn, right? People give him a bad fucking slap, but he don't he don't need to fucking do what Do they, though? He, I don't really. I think they do. They do, Eddie Hearn, rah, 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 but oh, not, not in England so much, but... He don't give a shit. He's got enough money anyway, you know what I mean? Mm. What the things that he's trying to do, he don't need to, to, to be something else because he's got enough money. If it's about the money, it'd be sound. And people are saying, oh, you want to be a fucking promoter, you want the money. Don't need that, mate. You know, he's trying to, to promote the sport and trying to do different things. I think, you know, I've got a lot I of think time he's, I think he's had a, a good, wise eye on two two things. He's following the trends of the internet and the young generation. Yeah, absolutely. And he's following the lead of, business of, man. of the yeah. UFC yeah, yeah, and Dana yeah. White and that whole model of, like, not just the, the, yeah. the fighting, but the, the, the media presence, exploiting social he's made media. No, he's made no, <laughs> he's made no of secret of that. When mm. he went to when he went over there and he said that, these the eyes have got it going on, so this is what I'm going to do. Mm. But that's what I love, because there's honesty. You know, when he, when he, when he does that IFL TV... Stuff with Coogan Cassius. Mm-hmm. And Big shout said, out Coogan. Coogan's yeah, a shout yeah, out. Yeah, on this Coogan's podcast, cool. Yeah, and and boxing social or boxing social. Mm-hmm. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they he just says the same shit. You know, mm. he he's, he's proper. He's honest, and I like that by him. Mm. You know, I've mm. got. I think he's cool. He's fucking. Multi-millionaire. I think British boxing is exciting. He's multi-millionaire, Eddie, and whether we can relate to him or not, those who are. Do hobby- you listen to his podcast on Matchroom? Yeah. Yeah. He's got a podcast. No, before, before, um, I think he did Gallagher. did Noel Gallagher. He did Wayne Rooney. Yeah. I thought it was really no, interesting. No, 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 I'm does. just trying to think of the name of it for people listening, watching. I'll try and I'll link Fuck it. Nice. I'll link it in in the notes. Um, nice. But that, but you again with podcasts, what you do get, you get an insight to him. You get, you do get like what you're kind of saying there. You're kind of defending him in a way against naysayers and stuff. People who think he's just a, a phony kind he's of not that. promoter when you yeah. see his podcast and when you see him talking to people outside he you think no no he's he's, 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 cool, he's mate. interesting he's cool. he's cool mate he's got an appetite for just getting shit done if you if you rang him up right and said look I, i've i'm i'm really interested in this and, you know we've got that shannon courtney got over like you know these these got you know, not so much the fucking well they are now the mainstay of the the female boxing stuff. But if you said to him, you rang him up, there's jobs on uh, match room. If you rang him up and said, look, you know, I need a job. I want to do this. I'm this kind of guy. Yeah, I want to try. I want to do something. I got the impression that he would give you a chance. Right. You know what I mean? That's the thing with him. Mm. You know what I mean? I do. Mm. And there's many jobs on, on, on the uh, match room website. I would look. I thought about it. I thought, yeah, man, I'll yeah. give it a chance. But... Well, you know, He's he's doing good with the entertainment. He's he's pivoted like people have. They've pivoted. He's a good guy, though. That's yeah, what I get. And he's trying it. to keep people busy, and he's putting content out. And he's trying to keep growing his brand and not get stuck. And I appreciate that. And like you say, the Bellew thing with the SAS, I'm I'm pretty sure Bellew will do well. I imagine that he's got a fucking strong will, 
and it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. With regards to um, coming back to kind of music, no, not not music as such, but with with us feeling like next week we're going to get like probably an announcement from the government that's going to say something the seventh, like, yeah. yeah, we're going to start moving out of this thing. You know, I felt myself, this whole podcast about like just being, just being outside, just listening so, to music, just not being stuck in any in anything other of that process in mind. I felt that process in mind start to creep in this week where I'm like, right, I probably need to get in that office next week. I need to start thinking about making phone calls and putting things in place. And that feeling alone is quite depressing. <laughs> is is the... Is, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. is it? Obviously, I know it's inevitable, and obviously, once I get going, I'll be fine, and it's all good, and it needs done. But we'll what, be fine. But no. coming back to what you're saying is, is like it's kind of I can feel it polluting that feeling that you've spoken about on this podcast about yeah. just not having to process and be and do. And it's not because we're work shy. It's not because we're. It's just because to be a human being is like you need the time to be. And I've yeah, that that that, that idea of going back in yeah, the well, next couple we, of weeks we spoke, kind of made we me. We spoke before, and you, we I sent you a few records that that Nick Drake. Album, which I'd like to discuss now. Nick fair. Drake, Nick Drake, you know what I mean, you know, and Pink, Pink Moon and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. great album. Well, I know. did. I did a podcast yesterday with, which is probably going to be out prior to this one, as per recording, with um, Sam Griffiths, who's the lead singer of The How and the Hum. And you're a big Nick Drake fan. Yeah. I'm a big Nick Drake fan. I'm a big How and the Hum fan. So I was a bit fanboyed out when I was doing this interview. Yeah, uh, what a few days ago. Anyway, we get we get chatting. We're on a webcam, obviously, and we're chatting away. And Sam leans over, and on the on pitched up on his radiator in the background, I see a Pink Moon vinyl. Nick Drake. And I was like, I said, I said, is that Nick Drake? He said, Oh yeah. He said that's probably one of my favourite albums. And I was like, No way. And then we went on as you'll listen. I mean, as you're in this room, Michael, doing this podcast, this one with Sam will be out pre, uh, prior to this one. So you'll be able to listen to that play out because the Beatles are a big part of that yeah. uh, that conversation. Yeah. And it's really intriguing to hear so many parallels, you know, um, musically. It was really quite a surprise because I love that band, yeah. The Howl and the Hum, Sam's yeah. band. As I do. As, as, as you, I do. As you do, yeah. And it was really interesting to hear his kind You told of... me about The Howl and the Hum, wasn't it? Well, you know, you went to watch them with Boy Zuga, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, tell the story. Tell, tell, tell people. That was it, yeah. Well, I, I kind of went through it on Sam's podcast, but yeah, people who would have heard it before this, yeah. We went to see Boy Zuga, saw the, the support band, as you do, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, I didn't check who was playing I wasn't I'm not I wasn't checking out some, you know I just we got in there they were on and I looked at my friend and he looked at me and it was like wow halfway through with the first song it's like these are good and this is what I told Sam on the podcast you know it's like this is the fucking real deal you know sometimes you know I, you know you I fucking know when you, you know like, you know yeah that's well, it don't matter because don't it's matter. that you feeling so yeah. we're back to that part of the podcast where you're like you don't have to explain yeah, but it what you are though this is where I come back to the bit where I want to articulate it nicely because and Sam and I talked about it. No, but seriously, because... You when can't you, articulate no, it. No, but when you come back from that gig and you've seen a band and they've made you feel a certain way and you want to tell someone, as I did you in this case, and as you have done to me about other bands, it was like, fucking hell, you've got to see this band because, they, you know, they did this and this song was like that. And it was like, you know, so when I spoke to Sam himself and said that, I think one of the things you'll remember when I tell you now is that I said to him, I said on the podcast, I said, I said it was weird because I was looking at you and you reminded me of, and I said, I hope you don't mind me saying like... <laughs> But you were like a cross between Kurt Cobain and Deirdre Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
because he's got his big glasses. He's got his big glasses. He did, yeah. He's got his very awkward yeah, movement. But big had, trousers up here. Yeah, yeah. But like the the, the Kirk at the time, anyway, because he's got different haircuts now. But at the time, he had the the Kirk Cobain sort of blonde hair, very very sculpted face. He's a handsome devil. But, <laughs> but he had the big glasses and like the way he was moving had this really awkward energy, and I, I was like mesmerized. I said, Tommy's like fuck, you know that's. And I said this to Sam himself. Talking to Nick's, I was listening earlier. I was listening to Nick Cave in the back garden, and oh, I had mate. I had Ghosting popped on. I think oh, I think I mentioned brother. it to you, Grant, didn't I? When brother, Ghosting brother, come brother, on, that that record is something else. I looked. I went after you told me about it. You ghosting. Know I, mean? I love. I I see you grinding, man. I was into Nick Cave, mm. grinding, man. You know, in in the bands that we were in. And I, I never heard no that pussy record. blues. What yeah, no tune. pussy blues. That's just tune. Fucking love it, love it. Tune, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. fucking rock and roll. Yeah. And then you listen to Ghosting, mm. and you understand what he's talking about, and it's a fucking different level. It's so powerful Check for people, I, I for people listening. Again, Arthur, we're, we're back. We're, son Arthur. we're back to our dilemma here now. Of like, you just say it's really good. Go and listen to it. And I'm like, fucking hell, it hit me because. It's fucking. You but know, this is different for me. I would not say the same for this album. So you you would feel you yeah. compelled to. I would, to, I would to, tell you a story to, on this. Yeah, because it's, it's so a, powerful, yeah, and, it, and it's what it's Fuck what me, it's what. Man. This, this well, album. Nick Cave for people listening, watching. You know, Nick Cave obviously is famed for his kind of very avant-garde. This album, poetic different. kind of morbid, almost you know, kind of songwriting and, and sonics and stuff, and very. It can be, it can be very descriptive and cr- critical and. Yeah, magical and very, very uh, arty, poetic. But in this record in particular, you know, in the aftermath of of him losing his son Arthur, one of his son who was a twin, yeah, Arthur. Arthur was a twin at fifteen years old. You know, this record is kind of, I think, three years or so yeah, after yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah, and it yeah. just, it just, it in a not in a concept, clinical fashion, but uh, it seems to kind of map the whole. What I can only imagine it's a fucking is great. A, 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 a whole field of emotions that you must go through in in, the, in in grieving and coming to terms with something just like seeing your own child leave the earth. And that record it's fucking is fucking amazing, absolutely fucking mind-bendingly beautiful and touching and and just real and pure and raw. Oh, mate, it? mate, Isn't it, it? it makes me cry. Must, it must makes listen me to cry. ghosting. Yeah. It makes me cry. Mm. So how do you how do you then being somebody who's quite particular about how they listen and where they listen? <laughs> well, you are because you've got you you like to be in a certain headspace and things. So how do you go about listening to a record like Ghosting? Ghosting, I went walking up the hill and so I so you've gone off to it. on your own. You're in a, you're in nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't listen to it at home. Yeah, you're not going to put it on while you're washing. No, up. no, 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 no. no. I think you don't even need to ask that question. Mm. Producer Grant, you don't need to, you know, he's laughing. <laughs> you know that. When I walk to listen to Ghost Team, I'm listening to that because it's a fucking different game. Well, I, I my wife, I introduced her. I blew to my it. fucking mind, mate. Well, I, my wife was somewhere, she was in a, she was waiting for something and she was sat about and I sent, at the time I was on a, I was on a kind of a, often when I get into something or somebody, I'll go into like a, my own little, sort of rabbit hole and I at the time I think Dave, Dave McGregor episode 9 Tudor Chat podcast David <laughs> McGregor um, again go back listen to it check if it you out, haven't you must out. listen to that <laughs> but David talks on there about um, he talks about fucking hell where was I going with that Michael 
We're talking about uh, Nick Cave and that record. Nick Cave, that was it. I told Dave, because we often ping like we do, ping records back to one another. And I pinged him, I pinged him Ghostine over and I, and I gave him a little bit of... But he knew about it, didn't he? Because he, he got married to He that. knew about it and he came back to me and said, he said, oh, wow, I didn't know he'd done a record since his son had died. And I was like, what? What the fuck? Whoa. Yeah. And he says, oh, yeah, he says, that'll make sense why he's, he's called it Ghostine, I would imagine. So then I went on a you know, rabbit hole I and I started too, reading yeah. all these articles and he'd written an open letter into one of his fans that was beautiful. And I, and yes. My wife was waiting for something and I ended up sending her this stuff. She says, what are you doing? I said, I'm listening to this record. And uh, I sent it oh, to her, and then I sent her the you. articles, and she was like really touched by it. And then some weeks later, she'd gone to pick her, her mother up from the airport, come to visit us from Thailand. And they're on the M25, trying to come back on a Friday night, like half nine at night, and there's been a crash, okay? And they're backed up on the M25. And she said they were for ages and ages. She said as they got closer, they realised there was a crash. And um, she said she was just felt compelled to put the Ghostine album on and tell her mum about it. She said, look, you know, we've been listening to this and, and they, they talked about what might have happened with families, you know, this incident that's happened at the side of the road and the, and they kind of like tuned into the fucking, the reality vibe. and the truth and the vibe of like somebody somewhere tonight is feeling like, and she said, this is what he's talking about, this feeling. And she put it on and her and her mum were coming back to Lincoln and they had a real powerful moment and I was like, fucking get the fuck is, out of here. So, it, so my question to you is, Michael McKinnon, me... Listening to that record and going, fucking hell, this record, Alex, it, you've got to listen to it. You know, this, this has happened and, and the power because we've got children. So me trying badly to articulate like how it felt to me to... Oh, mate. Because my wife, you know, probably I most, know, most guys' I wives know. aren't going to go in deep on Nick Cave. Well, uh, listen, I think we're getting ready for party time, aren't we? So let's um, let's, let's, let's wrap it. Uh, you, you, seem wrap like, it. You, you seem like you've had a good... I've had a great time. You've had a great I've time. A great well, time. Not, not just tonight, but I mean in this lockdown. And you've had I've a, loved it. I've loved it, Sam. Lovely seeing, I've loved it, Sam. It's lovely seeing people have enough time to stop and fucking take stock, stop to think, maybe dust off a few cobwebs, maybe... You know, rearrange a few situations, and and that I, I love that. I think that's if we've got that collectively, we're we're on a good fucking we're on a good run out of here, whatever yeah, that right, is, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Peace. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening to Chew the Cat podcast. Chew the cat. I, d- I want to say my own words. Go on then. Very angry. Well, there you go. That was two best mates shooting shit who hadn't seen each other for a while. And there was some COVID jokes in there. So, you know, hold on to your hats. We have got to still have fun. Nobody's, um, you know... Nobody's wishing ill harm on anybody. Um, we had great fun in there. Fisherman's Friends, of course. The Sumerian tablets of uh, mints. It was great fun and uh, a real release. And as you can tell, it got raucous with the brandy. It was always going to, wasn't it? Let's be honest. You know, brandy's the song that got played in. Brandy was on the mind. Brandy was on the table. Brandy was in the belly. Um, yeah, and we, we, we had to... We had to clean it up a little bit, as you probably could tell. Um, but listen, at this point, for a couple of a couple of old mates to get together and just have a chat and kind of put your 
feelings and your thoughts out there and maybe some people listening to this might might take something from it um and if it gave you a fucking hour of just some giggles that's great that's what it's about and we took some therapy from it it was really nice it was um yeah i guess now highlighted more than ever or magnified more than ever just being with a friend and talking and releasing whatever that weird shit is we're all carrying at the minute was was really nice and uh tying it up with humor with a buddy when you know you can throw whatever you like and it'll just bounce back that's great stuff so hopefully you had fun and welcome welcome michael mckinnon to the show uh you'll meet him again no doubt um so yeah that was great stuff thank you to show sponsors again i can't send you there but you can do your digging and find out about this weird shit that I keep talking about, cryotherapy and, and flotation therapy. Super good for you, man. Super good for you. So good for your immune system. So good for your stress levels. So good for the the uh, response of your body's joints and bones and the relief of gravity and inflammation and just harmony from, from mind to body. So good. And if you like to trip out a bit if you're a smoker and a joker and you like to lay back and you're creative and you like to imagine this and imagine that then i can tell you this much if you're in that tank for an hour you know you can you can get yourself off into all sorts of other realms that are magical audio and visual and yeah there's all sorts of fun to be had if you're that way inclined as well which i love that side of it you know that's some of my most um inspirational moments and realizations as well kind of humbling truths come home when you're in that tank so check it out google it go deepflotation.com and hello we've got a visitor hello young man son number one hello how are you good i'm just doing this outro boy so you just keep quiet for two secs yeah unless you've come here to start some kind of riot um i so, want to do a podcast with you all right well let me finish this one and we'll do one yeah you have to don't bang the table though. You sit on there, look, and you you keep you keep yourself. Just wait till I stop talking, and when I stop talking, me and you will do a podcast. Okay? I can hear you. <laughs> 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 Oi, hang on, Sonny. Just chill for a second. Yeah. Okay, boy. Just let me finish talking, and when I finish talking, we're going to do a podcast. Is yeah. that exciting? Yeah. Okay. Right there then. Yeah, that's son number one. Okay, so again, another beautiful thing, you know, at home doing this. Uh, family around um, and we've been recording some bits myself and, and my family um, just for our own archive and one day when the kids are having their 18th birthday party we'll, I'm sure we'll dig some bits out but um, who knows maybe maybe we'll put something out there at some point for you guys but um, yeah so check those check those sponsors out thank you for listening with Michael welcome to all the listeners I mean we've got scattered about everywhere now it's really really humbling I love it thank you so much um, peace and love Pod Bible, peace and love. You got it, boy. Um, Pod Bible magazine. Um, thank you for the continued support. Um, we've got a full page in the current issue. Um, new issue coming out, I think, beginning of June. Um, so much good stuff to find in there. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the comments for um, my my appearance on the Hardcore Listing podcast. Had some really nice comments back and some follows and some um, some some of the guys who listen to the hardcore listener who may be listening now actually so welcome to chew the chat i love that about podcasts i love the fact that you know we listen to something we like we get we get we get um 
over to a, a new podcast and we find, oh, wow, this is cool. This is on my level. This is connecting. This is interesting and a welcome addition to our lives. So you guys who've come over, really appreciate that. And um, we're going to have Chris and Stu on individually at some point on, on this podcast as well, doing a bit of their backstory and you'll get to know them in a different way, which will be really interesting, I think, you know, because those guys have got their banter. Sonny Bob, Sonny Bob, just let me finish talking, big lad. So those guys will, they'll be on here and that'll be a really interesting insight into their backgrounds and their lives. So awesome. Nothing but love. Um, you know, like I say, hopefully everybody's cool with the joking in the podcast because that's what it is, joking. And we can't forget that that's a massive part of who we are. You know, we have fun. We have a sense of humour. We go to places and we make ourselves laugh because that's what humans do. So, um, yeah, look after yourselves, everybody. Um, we will be back, I think, probably going to put the Wild Camping episode out next, um, which was a hell of an experience. Again, friend of the show, Dave McGregor, episode nine, for anybody who's not heard it. Super dude. Um, yeah, he, he whisked me off. He often goes off into the wilderness on his own, and he said, look, come with me. And it came at a good time for me, you know, things going on in this world and in personal lives and things like that. It was a great time for me to go off and literally go deep into the woods and just you know, be super simple. A few beers, a mosquito net, a knife and some nuts and some music and good company uh, and some deers and some all sorts of wildlife as you'll hear. So again, prepare yourself for a bit of um, atmospheric ambience in that one. There's, um, It's just an iPhone recording. I had no plans to do a podcast. We were just out there um, and I thought, you know what? I've got to, I've got to, just going to turn my phone on record and I'm not even going to mention it to David. I'm not even going to think about it. I'd had a couple of CBD pipes by that point anyway. And that kind of, it kind of went out in four sections. We kind of recorded four sections kind of late, late afternoon, early evening, night time, and then the following morning. So I'm really having edited it back now and sort of clipped it together, ready to go. Really quite mesmerized by the conversation because it is the kind of conversation you would expect yourself to have when you're on, under the stars in the woods alone vulnerable but excited and kind of connected more than ever and especially at this time so i think we'll probably go with that next but i, I don't know we'll see um but thank you once again everybody you've been nothing but um a, a source of energy and inspiration for me to do this uh, and i'm so pleased we're, we're up and running and we're off uh, into the podcast wilderness we're in double figures so nice one guys take care of yourselves love one another and peace come on daddy